Hello and welcome to Find Your Center. I'm Kim Perron, Certified Life Coach with the Center for Clarity, Compassion, and Contentment. I know that's a mouthful, so I call it Center for C. But the name is meaningful, and these qualities of clarity, compassion, and contentment are what we all need more of. So I thank you for listening. I'm here with Tisha, of course, my dear friend and producer from the Slightly Unmeditated Podcast channel. Hello, Tisha. How are you today? Lovely. How are you? I'm a little fatigued. (laughs) I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was almost thinking before we hopped on here, like, gosh, I hope I have words. (laughs) I hope I have words. I feel like I've been talking so much. This is a busy time of the year. And I feel like I'm talking so much. I'm sort of just talking myself uh, out of words. But I'm sure that will prove not true and probably just my ego's worry that I won't have enough words for this podcast. And today's topic is campfire conversations, the art of storytelling. And my thought here was for us to have uh, just an open and free-flowing discussion. I know you're a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. We've both written books. But also, it's the time of year it is, around the campfire, we're also working on a retreat concept of getting back to nature and getting back to ourselves for people who could attend a retreat and really connect and step out of their busy, stressful lives and have a great experience. And I think stories, it makes me think of our ancient selves who, you know, hunting, gathering, and then coming around the campfire, coming around the fire to rest, which we know is so needed in this world, to tell stories. Maybe it's family lore that's being passed down in oral history. And so I'm just curious about what some of your thoughts around storytelling and in that campfire conversation and the value of it. So I think when we hit upon that idea of uh, from even when I started the podcast, my vision was never to like, was to always go offline and talk to people in real life, but never in a, in a, I'm lecturing you kind of situation. I always saw like a circle of audience. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm kind of blown away at how it has progressed into this because the campfire is legit. Like, who doesn't love that, right? Who doesn't love that connection, smelling like smoke? Um, We went, I think we had a discussion about this, and you were kind of, um, somebody said this, but I was talking about when I went to um, Idaho with my family, and we would wake up in the morning and light a fire and just sit around, and that's how we started our day, as well as ended our day. Um, and it, it's always like something you look out the fire, the fire's lit. let's go sit, you know, um, what a chill, relaxed way to connect to yourself and to other people. And that morning fire, it was something we were talking about around you having that experience when you traveled with family and a retreat concept is we do think of campfire at night, but why not in the morning with coffee in this circle that you've actually seen too, when 
when we started brainstorming what a retreat would look like, if it was sort of a find your center, slightly unmeditated type of retreat, what would it look like? And what are the elements? And it would have a very chill vibe, but also have that circle of connection with others that leads you also to the connection with yourself in ways that we can learn, but not in that traditional classroom style. Right. I think because the conversation around a campfire allows you to be an active participant instead of just listening. So telling stories also helps you find your own perspective when you're, even when you just say something out loud that you might not have said, I've done this a million times with you where I've said something and afterwards I'm like, oh, wow, I get it just because I'm speaking it out loud to you. And you say that about coaching all the time, hearing yourself say something brings a little bit more clarity. Um, so being in I believe we say it's conscious collaboration where we're able to sit in this uh, safer space. We're not all stuffed up in some auditorium and having to sit perfectly in a chair that's very uncomfortable and everybody knows it's uncomfortable, but no one's going to say it's uncomfortable. Never understood that. <laughs> Never understood why we can't just say, let's be more comfortable, right? And it's interesting because I'm starting to see that people are longing. The demand is there. So we started to think about this type of collaboration and all these signs coming from left and right of locations that we could potentially host these types of retreats. The concept was yours, actually, a lighter life, um, reigniting it ourselves, you know, reignite, reigniting that spark and how one might feel, even hearkening back to the way if you ever did that as a kid, how good that felt. If you ever went away to camp oh. and I, on retreat as a kid, like adult, we need to do that when we're adults too. I know. I almost regret calling it retreats. It should be like a camp, right? Like for adults. Yeah, it's because just... <laughs> uh, I think that's always the vibe that I wanted. Because even if you're sitting around the campfire with your family, maybe you don't feel free to share. You know, this is more about a collaboration with like-minded people who want to learn more about themselves and each other. So then it's even more licensed to open up and be vulnerable and and tell stories or tell funny stories and, you know, make somebody lighten somebody's day or whatever, whatever the situation calls for. And so many of the things we've talked about in all these episodes are are things that could be woven in. There's programming that whoever is the coordinator, so say it's a company that says, yeah, I want to do something different. And it, it, so I do want it to be a campfire type of retreat. And my staff is burnt out. And I think it's time we reignited them. How do they reignite? How do they reconnect? First, reconnect with themselves and each other and step out of the ordinary and a lot of what we talk about could be different tools, different items that a company might select based on what they're feeling in their company. What is it that we're, they're really looking for? And we've talked about this too, is that the, the component, regardless of industry or what job function or whatever, is we're all humans and we're all navigating without directions or a map. 
you know, we don't have a map. And I think hearing someone else's vulnerable story as we, we hear this a lot because we actively participate in learning. We follow a bunch of different teachers and, you know, whatever experts. And, and, yeah. Yeah. We do this for uh, our own curiosity all the time. And so having, having that kind of um, understanding of other people, it's really the power of the personal story that I think has impacted us more than anything else. Like we could read lectures and it doesn't matter to us, but we hear one story of something that reminded us of something that happened to us and then we're all over it. And suddenly it makes more sense and it gives you a different perspective. So I think that's why we want to do it because this podcast has brought us such value for our own selves. Like if no, if there were zero people listening every week, we, I think we'd still come and do this every Monday when we record. I know yes. we would. Yeah. yeah, I'd say, but you know, tomorrow we'll get one, Tisha. I would say that because it, it just feels so right to do this. And, and this is a perfect example of something you just feel called to do and do it over and over again and not overly concerned about the results. Like we're not overly obsessed with the results and we're so happy when we see good results of who's listening, but it just feels like the message is what needs to be said. And we get feedback on that. There's a resonance to the fact that people need to be hearing what we talk about on both shows. And I can see us using the campfire as a place to open up and to share and even get people creative, you know, maybe not thinking they have a story, but I could see campfire stories becoming very entertaining and enjoyable for each other. Yeah. And I I think that people are, could benefit from like that laid back approach. Whereas, you know, people are going on vacations and it has to be Instagram perfect. So they take all these pictures and then they miss their vacation. And the first thing they say is what? Let's return to reality. I always hated that expression. <laughs> right. And so it's really about um, taking that approach where people actually get to feel relaxed. Like, like we're not in class. We have to do this. It's just really about, you know learning how to relax first of all i bet a lot of people could come and not even be aware that they are unrelaxed and i say that from experience because i'm an adventure vacationist i go on vacation i want to see everything and my family hates me for it right (laughs) (laughs) right i like a more chill vibe but i'm a good follower like if someone's good at planning an itinerary i'm a good follower but absolutely that relaxed what I'm hearing from people everywhere too is way, way a lot of emails, way more job responsibilities, uh, pressures coming even maybe from family needs. Who needs you? Who are you helping? Are you helping your elderly family members? Are you taking care of small children? Uh, and just that go the noise of the world. Uh, comparison. We worry if we're doing things right. You know, are we doing life right? And I have to say that 
it would be nice to give people the opportunity. And then even, even in a retreat around the campfire, then maybe even when you're not around the campfire, the open time in nature and how that, and fire is nature. If you think about that, fire is, why do we like that? We like that because it's, we should like that. We are part of nature and nature is part of us. So even just listening to the birds or listening to the crunching of leaves under your feet when you're walking those things, it's the kind of thing, especially someone like me (laughs) puts off. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, you know, there's so much stuff to be done. And, and, uh, some people are better than me, luckily at doing that. And I think it's very healing. And I think that, that I need to learn how to do it better as well. I think we read a book. We covered a book on off the shelf once that talked about our bodies need to see nature to feel a certain way, if we're trapped in like a cityscape all the time, it dysregulates our brain. Is that accurate? Do you remember that? It is. And I will say too, think about, and this is the anti-campfire kind of thing, which is light pollution, Mm. noise pollution, uh, maybe too much pavement, us living in buildings and squares, And the way we've civilized our lives in for good, you know, good reasons. I don't want to sleep out on the ground. I'm glad I have a house. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But so not knocking it. Uh, but, but we've really put so much control in, in tech, even technology, things that are advancements that we've disconnected from our world so much that it, it would be nice to get out under the stars. It would be nice to not have a lot of artificial light around so that you can see those stars and see the campfire. It's the glow of the campfire, not, you know, your, your neighbor's porch light. Right. Yeah, I do get stressed out sometimes because there are street. I have a dark enough sky to see, you know, I like to watch meteor showers and stuff when I catch them. And just so happens from my best vantage point, there's like a street light out of my peripheral vision on both sides. And I always like silently think, what if I had a little rock that I could reach that far? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Because it, it is frustrating when you have the intention to kind of go out and you're like, somebody turns their porch light on. I know it can't be helped, but I ha- that's happened to me before. I've actually gone to dark sky places so that I could literally s- see what it really looks like. It's amazing, by the way. It is amazing. I actually sat out on the deck at the lake last night and specifically made it as dark as I could, I went back inside to turn off the interior lights so that I could see those stars and feel the darkness and not having artificial light everywhere and maybe just a candle to keep the bugs away. And it, it's, it is different. It's different than what we're used to. And in what ways is that a grading stress that's under our radar? whether it's noise, whether it's artificial light, it's the technology. I know for me, I'm struggling with pushing away from the computer and knowing that I have to do, it's a great tool. And I didn't used to feel that way. And I can only say that I feel like it is telling me something that I'm not, 
I'm not unique in that, that we've all been using emails and we've been using our tools and working really, really hard. And we do need intentional time to step away from them. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, it gets harder and harder, I think, for some people to find opportunities to to connect because maybe not everybody's got that mindset either you know and you could see it with like parents and kids well everybody's on their phone at dinner or whatever you know so it becomes like a source of frustration and and I don't want people to give up and say well you know so uh you know I've done solo retreats by myself too it's a little scarier at these times I would be obviously cautious about where I went but it also that kind of gave me that idea of hey we could also kind of do it in that way too where it's a the same group of people going um without worrying about it being too huge or too crazy you know i i think it's what do they say where you find a void and you fill it too yes <laughs> yeah so i right, think the small group setting where you, but in an environment where you're signing up by yourself, but you feel safe and uh, protected and, and willing. One thing I've realized is it's amazing to go by yourself. You know, it's, it's our instinct to say, Hey, friend, let's go together to this thing. It's great. It's almost like a crutch in some ways. So I know you and I have both gone to to retreat locations by ourselves to meet other people, mm-hmm. ourselves included. Yeah. We're yep. the people we, we met. So yeah, exactly. Speaks, <laughs> speaks volumes for going alone, right? You, <laughs> you, you meet other people a little bit better when you don't necessarily have that buddy. Yeah. And it's, uh, kind of what my husband says at the golf course is like, yeah, every time we play with a stranger, they're always so wonderful on the golf course. And I feel like every time I've gone to a retreat by myself, I've met amazing people. I I just actually had the irony of that. The fact that we had to meet at a retreat to make a retreat, right? (laughs) I don't know why I hadn't crossed my mind actually before, but you're right. If we hadn't made that decision, we both went alone by ourselves, uh, not knowing each other. And, you know, we got in with a group. I think we were there for five days. So that was a little longer than, you know, like a weekend or something like that. But I still remember most of the names of all the people that were there. Like it was really interesting experience. And, and so I would love to play a role in giving that experience back, that kind of experience back to other people. So I think that's my intention for that. I would too. And I will say that I feel like productivity has reached its pinnacle and now we're in diminishing returns. Mm. And so in ways that this isn't rest or losing your edge or, you know, that person that's very productivity focused, I I get that a lot in conversation is people saying, I just feel like I need to be more productive. And I think that's getting in our way. I think we're losing productivity because we're so focused on continuing to do, 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 and we're not human doings. We're human beings. And when we starve our beingness, we are not operating consciously. We're not as creative. We're not as efficient. 
all these other things go by the wayside. So if you could step out and rejuvenate, like how do you recharge? We've talked about self-care so much and, and people need to figure out how they recharge. And I think we may have stumbled on a way that we could help people recharge with kind of a deep dive, if you will, into sitting around a campfire or going into nature, but with amenities, you know, yeah, <laughs> with, right. uh, and and some guy and some guidance in your ear to help you figure out what it is that you know a lot of these techniques don't work for me and i actually you know have slightly meditated for a reason cuz i couldn't get there i couldn't get there but i finally did and it was great but then there's a lot of other tools that just don't resonate for me and it's really about going through them and finding that kind of Oh, yeah, I get it. Now I, you know, especially post-pandemic, because I think um, that really opened a lot of people's eyes as far as how they work, when they work, where they work, what are they doing. And and then all of a sudden we're rushed back into quote-unquote normalcy and people are still like, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Obviously can't find my center. So this is a great way to, to do that, I think. Yeah, I think it's time. I yeah. think we need it. And that's why I've always gotten a chuckle with Slightly Unmeditated, because it just speaks to the human condition in my mind of where, you know, we we try our best to create space that we're talking about in retreat, or, or it, may, it might be space in the middle of your day talking about trying to meditate, slightly unmeditated, meaning, we're, you know, we are trying to get back to that sense of humanness, but living the messy human experience and being, you know, saying it's it's not about perfection and it's not about uh, you know, becoming a monk, like forget about it or why not bother? You know, the all or nothing thinking about it is kind of funny because it's like, well, if I can't become a monk or completely clear my mind, just forget about it. And this is maybe the antidote. This is maybe the fun way that seems doable of stepping out of your everyday life and recognizing that if we're in that in that hamster wheel a bit, like yeah. too much that we, our spark is dull. You know, our, our, our light goes out and life is getting too heavy. And how do we get it a lighter life? And how do we reignite that? Yeah. Light? And slightly meditated, I think really, I, I have to eat my words because I named that before I became meditated, more meditated. But even <laughs> yeah. still, no matter how much meditation I do, I'm still human. No matter how many of these mindfulness resources do, you know, I do, I'm still a human and those same things that connect us in humanity come up. And I think people need to hear that it actually happens to other people instead of believing everybody else's life is perfect but their own, right? So that's why yeah. we're all a little slightly unmeditated. <laughs> Absolutely. And in, and that, you know, as my find your center kind of theory is too, no matter how advanced we have become, we have to get back connected to ourselves. We need to find our center because there'll always be a certain amount of volatility around us. We don't control other people and we don't control a lot of things outside ourselves. So how do we feel centered and grounded? And I do think that a lot of what I'm seeing is using nature and elements in nature to do that. So I'm glad we had a chance to talk about this a little bit and share the concept. 
Yeah. That actually, we're very excited about. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'll put a link to the flyer uh, on your website that people can, if, if you maybe work somewhere and everybody's stressed out and running around like a chicken without a head, you know, maybe bring it to your HR um, or at least, you know, consider the benefits of finding some kind of mindfulness retreat where you can take a break from your family and your phone and your own mind, um, you know. If even if it's not ours, highly encourage you to look at ours. Uh, I, I just find that for yourself, you know, put stepping out of your comfort zone, putting your fear aside, and you cannot imagine how amazing it can actually be. I was terrified when I went to Omega. I was absolutely terrified. And look what it brought me. Yeah, you. it you. was a big step too. <laughs> and I can say the same thing. It brought me you and I enjoy working on these podcasts together and really enjoy the retreat. I mean, it was really just to <laughs> really close it out when we started to work on the brochure for it. It, things were happening so fast. It was like this uh, mental download of a lot of what we've been working on and talking about in the podcast. So we hope you're feeling inspired and we hope we've piqued your interest and hope you feel a bit more centered. Uh, we'll be talking more about this. We'll put more information in the show notes. So please do check it out. Uh, and new episodes of Find Your Center will continue to drop every other Tuesday. Please also feel like you can reach out to me at kperone at center4c.com anytime with comments, questions, topic ideas, or to ask about our re- new retreat. Uh, that is all the time we have today. I'm Kim Perone helping you to find your center. Each time you do, you build a better world. My heart is full. Thank you for listening. I look forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, I wish you clarity, compassion, and contentment.